If you're the kind of dad who says, I want Denzel Washington to play me in a movie about my life, and you're a five foot two overweight white dude, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating dad, wherever dad may be, whatever dad may do. Welcome to season number nine, episode number eight. Wonder Dad is what we're calling this. Why? Because we have Russell Newman on the program today. Very excited about his appearance. Who is Russell Newman? He is the dad who has the son that uh, the movie Wonder and the book Wonder were based on. And we're looking forward to digging into that and seeing how all that happened and what Russell's real life is all about with a kid who has Treacher Collins syndrome. We're going to learn a little bit more about Treacher Collins as well. And we're excited, listener, that you've joined us. I'm very excited as Adam D to be joined by my good friend and podcasting partner every week when we're in season. He's a wonder dad himself, and his name is Coach Randy. Woo! Adam D, back in the den. Love being back in the Love den, back doing in the, the in-person thing. It's oh, a good thing. It's always a good thing. And we should tell the listeners yeah. that we had a really enjoyable morning. Just, we did. Just the two of us. Just a breakfast a, meeting. A, a, a breakfast business meeting of just two dads yeah. who care about a podcast. No one else. Having, having some bagels. Our families were sent out to They're the gone. pancake house. Yep. The waiting, original pancake house. We're probably waiting line, in line as we speak. Yep. Yep. And we just got bagels, and I, I texted you as mm-hmm. I was on yes. my way to the Bagel Box, mm-hmm. our favorite bagel establishment. I shout said, out, shout out to our local. Oh, absolutely. They haven't paid anything to no. us. They should, It'd because be nice. we constantly patronize the place. But I texted you, I said, what do you want? You said, uh, Wheat Bagel Loon. Yes. And I said... What the what the f are you talking about? Yes. I said, do you want wild game? I mean, can you actually get a loon at the bagel box? Have they could. expanded their menu? Absolutely, that was very funny because it was supposed to be lol. It was supposed to be a lol, but it auto corrected to, to loon. loon. Like yes, a, it did. A large duck. Yeah, a large duck. So no, it was very funny. And there was no loon that was, was no loon. slaughtered no. in the making of this breakfast. And then of course, to to circle back on the joke, yeah, as you had said, listen, I'm on my way with your bagel and loon. Which is very clever because, because I couldn't put it to rest. Because you're that kind of comedian that you you start off with the joke. It's called a circle back. A callback, yeah. A callback. Absolutely. I called back the yeah. loon uh-huh. and it will never die. No. And now anytime we have something to eat, we'll we sit down. The waiter said, what would you like? I said, I'm going to have the loon. I'm the loon. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, speaking of callbacks. So callbacks. You may recall that yeah. on last week's program or yeah. episode number seven. Correct. I opened up the podcast by referencing... The lyrics oh, that's right. to the theme songs that's right. to three eighties television I do sitcoms. Remember that, correct, of which I had no idea. And we had asked our listeners, "Hey, yeah. if you can guess the names of these TV sitcoms that were referenced, you yeah. will win a winter beanie." Absolutely, yeah. just in time for the summer. That's right, the summer sets in. Although it's kind of a cold week this week, so you can still take advantage of it, or just look like a hipster. Yeah, that's what the hipsters do. They wear winter hats even when it's hundred degrees out. Correct. And we have a winner. Really? We do have a winner. Who is our so, our winner? A somebody reached out to me, a very good friend of mine, Ken Ronkowitz. Okay. Of Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Right. So who is Ken Ronkowitz? Who is Ken Ronkowitz? Not just a good friend. Mm-hmm. He was my writing teacher in eighth grade. Okay. And he was my television production 
not only teacher, but he was like the my coach Randy ah. on the morning announcements TV show. Very nice. Good morning, LHS, Livingston yes. High School. Shout out. Huh? Back in 1991 and 92. Wow. Wow. That's been a long time. That's like a long time. That's 30 years ago. And he jumped on it. Yeah. He jumped on it. He knew yeah. all of the sitcoms. So, so yeah. I think we have to first talk about the lyrics and okay. then reference the show. All right. I'm all in then. That I'm they're all attached in. to. All right. Are you ready? I'm all ready. Right. So the first one was, as long as we've got each other, we've got the world sitting right in our hands. Correct. Don't recall that show, do you? Don't recall that All show. Right, so that was Growing Pains oh, with Alan Thicke. That's right. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. The list goes on. Yes. Uh, Gold, right? Tracy Gold was on that show. If you She's say so. She's actually going through anorexia during yeah, that show. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was one. Okay. The next was There Ain't No Nothing We Can't Love Each Other Through. Again, not a clue. That was Family Ties with... Oh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. He built a time machine out yeah. of the DeLorean. That was Back to the Future, but all right. And the last one, which is probably the easiest, was, and there's a brand new life around the bend. Again. Brand new life around the bend. So that sitcom was Who's the Boss? Oh. And when I say Who's the Boss, which actor first springs to mind in your head? Tony Danza? So it's interesting you say Tony Danza. Yeah. Because most guys, when I speak about Who's the Boss, yeah. Alyssa Milano oh. comes to mind. Who oh. played Samantha. No. Samantha. That was the daughter. Gotcha. Also had Judith Light. Uh-huh. And um, Catherine, um, Catherine Helsing, I think was her name. She was Mona. And when everyone, every time anybody asks me who's the boss, I say it was really Mona. Ah. She was the one pulling the levers. I got you. Mona. I got you. So there you go. Ken Ronkowitz, I'm uh, very excited to present you uh-huh. with a winter beanie. And hey, you the listener, if you'd like a winter beanie... DM us or email us. The, our email is contact us wow. at badtothedad.com or DM us on any of our social media platforms. And for a discounted rate of $10, wow. I'll give you a beanie or two for 20 Two for 20 Now that's a good deal. <laughs> it's the best, it's best the deal best you're going to get with because inflation. Because if one happens to, you know, you get so worn out because you're wearing it every day, morning yeah. to night, you need another one? We have to wash once. You have a second one available? No better deal. Two or for go, twenty. Go his and hers, his and his, yeah. hers and hers, they yeah. and them's. They and them's. We, you know, we're we're, yeah, we're, a podcast, there. we're a podcast for all people. I'm very proud of. No, that's how you just did. I don't there. know if I'm quite woke, but I'm yeah. learning. No, it's, I'm learning. You are, you're quite accepting. Yeah, which is very good. I'm very proud of you, Adam D. Well, I cannot believe we have someone who won a very first and one and only <laughs> podcast. Nine seasons in, yeah. one contest. One contest. So we we got to think about having more contests in the future. That was very good. Very clever. I got to get rid of these hats. Very clever. You got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Very nice. So, Adam D., so good to see you. Another great week. Um, lots of softball. How about you? Yeah, so lots of golfing for my son, Aiden. But the story is, I've become sort of like, and uh, my wife has too, an amateur allergist. <laughs> the pollen count <laughs> oh, in so New bad. Jersey is horrendous. So bad. My kid came back from school looking like a heroin addict. <laughs> Eyes were closed yeah. and wrinkly. He's got rashes all yeah. over his body and he's outside all the time yeah he's playing golf he's playing yeah. great golf yeah. in spite of this so i i appreciate his resilience but nonetheless this is i don't know if your, your kids deal with the same thing but he's got the allergies really bad mm-hmm. so i got the zyrtec you got now, zyrtec now yeah. it's a morning and night thing yeah we got zyrtec we take that too we did the benadryl yeah. uh benadryl at night just so in case you, at night. yeah yep yep and yep. then a lot of uh cordate or hydrocortisone cream. we've got we got it we've got actually a, a medicated kind Bree gets a certain kind of medicine for her for her skin and her itches so we've got some kind of special 
it's it's like a prescription brand. Like, we we got to have an allergist dad on at some point to figure this out. And then there's what? this new thing that we have. It's like an it's an well, let me let me be very clear. It's an iPad, but not the tablet. Okay. It's an iPad. It's uh like one of these blindfolds you wear when you sleep. Okay. But you heat up a a sheath in the microwave or or cool it down depending on how you're feeling. Yeah. And you sit with that on your eyes for about 15 minutes. Huh. My daughter could probably use that because her Michaela could probably use it. Uh, we also have Flonase. Oh, oh yeah, we yeah, have Flonase too, and then the eye big, drops. Yeah, and then yeah. we got some. There's different types. There's Zibidabidar and yeah. you know, Zibidar. I think and, you just made that up. I did, but it starts with a Z. Okay. Uh, but I mean, we got two different types. I think uh, your uh, Michelle, the allergist, yeah. has been very influential and helpful to my wife, who's now becoming an allergist as well. So we, I think uh, we need to have them back on again because there's a lot of conversations <laughs> happening in the background absolutely, that we don't know about yeah, until no, so, we need to know about you know, it. So, That's why mom is number one toughest job mom, in the world. Mom, it is. about it. And so, you know, this week I, I started, you know, umping. Oh, right? yes. So I started umping. So oh. uh, first of all, love it, really. Uh, my first game, I've, I've done a freshman game on the, on the bases. I've done a, uh, a junior varsity, a JV game. Behind the plate, mm. I've done uh, a varsity game on the field. Mm. I did a uh, youth seventh and eighth game behind the plate, you know, by myself. And so it's, it's first of all, the high school coaches have been nothing but amazing. Oh, that's great. The schools have been because they realize there's like not a lot of umpires. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm getting messages up until three o'clock saying, "Please get anybody ump, get anybody ump." I mean, it's just you, you can be like the Uber ump. I mean, it is just they're 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 dying for umpires, right? Really. Uh, baseball more so uh, crazy, and I don't do baseball; I do softball. Uh, so I was doing a game this past week. I did Could you two do games. baseball if you needed to? No, no, I don't. Want, I, I can go to a training, but I, I actually too much testosterone. I, I, <laughs> I, I like the girls' game. Softball's faster. Yeah, um, and I just find it to be much more pleasant. Hmm. Um, but I know everybody's joked with me about how I'm be quick to toss people out, which I don't want to do. I really don't. I just want to come there and. And, and do the job, but I you don't want to be the story. No, of the, of the no, game. you want the not, kids to be the story. It's, it's not game. me. I and I and I have a way of starting very quick. You know, my name is Randy. You know, um, please call me Randy. You can call me Blue Umpire. You know, the most important thing is we have to have fun with both teams, right? Oh, I see what you're doing, there. right? So you're actually doing a workshop. I do a, while mini, you're umping. a mini workshop. Uh, okay, in front of all the players and the coach, just saying this promotion. Well, it's just I want to make sure that we're on the same page. The most important thing is to have fun. Yeah. So. Second thing is, I just want to make sure that we honor this great game of softball. So please respect the rules, mm-hmm. right? Respect your official. Now, you're actually having this talk with... With players and coaches. And coaches, before the game before starts. Before the game wow. starts on each side, right? Oh. And I also say, uh, I'm the only umpire here, oh. right? Uh, how many eyes do I have? So that's often the case, you're the only ump in many... Uh, a lot of the youth games, a lot of the youth okay, games, yeah. The sense. high school games, all the high, the JV, freshman, varsity, there's two umpires. Uh-huh. So one behind the plate, one on the bases. Yeah. So it's much easier. But at these youth-run games, it's just one umpire behind the plate. Yeah. So I, I'm schwitzing and running around, right? So I, um, so I go out there. I say, my name is Randy, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have, how many eyes do I have? Two. I go, how many bases are there? Four. So I promise I'm going to do my best to watch all four bases at once. Hmm. I promise I'm going to do that. But I really want you to really respect the rules, right? Respect your opponents. Respect your official. Respect your teammates. And most importantly, respect yourself. Mm, All right. Mm-hmm. So I did this little quick thing. It's something I've done with, you know, just about honoring the game to set the tone in front of the coaches, in front of the players. I, you know what? I'm always thinking about mm-hmm. where's the business angle to mm-hmm. this coach. Yeah. And I'm all about, you know, selling yeah. merch and, yeah. and, and what have you, because I'm, I'm the same. It's about your mm-hmm. personal yeah. brand. You have this 
uh, you have this business yep. called Coach Randy yep. Says, yep. right? Where you're doing workshops and talks mm -hmm. and, and coaching the youth of America, mm -hmm. especially athletes trying to become mm -hmm. better people because yep. the adults that we have now suck. Let's well, just, let's just, it... so, so let me get to my point here, which I, I know sometimes takes me a while. Mm -hmm. I think that there, you should do a, a shirt that's not just Coach Randy Says, mm -hmm. Coach Randy Umps. Yeah. And in the back, everything you just said. Yeah. Respect this, yeah. respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that merch idea. Uh, so I make it very clear. Mm -hmm. There was a coach from the start. I just knew. He just, I've been doing this long enough. that, And so he kept making comments, snide comments, snide comments. And then at one point, I called an inside ball. I'm telling you, Adam D., the ball was inside. Did not touch. It's something called the river. Did not touch the plate. Mm -hmm. I, I saw it. I'm right back there. He goes, oh, are you kidding me? That was definitely a strike. And I said, no, it was inside. Mm -hmm. So what does he do? He goes to his player, whatever the player's name is, you know, and says, "What? Well, come on, that was a strike, right? Right? And so, of course, what is the, catch, what is the catcher going to say? Of course, coach, because I don't want you throwing me out. All right? So then I stop and I say, you know what? My time. I take my mask off. I go, are we done with this? Mm -hmm. Are we through? All right? Just want to make sure we're through with this now, right? All right. Play ball. Put my mask back on. That was it. That was it. No back and forth. No debate. Nope. Even after I went in and said, please. Right? And they have signs. We're not the calling the rules committee in New York no, to no. do a video replay. And so they have these signs on the field now. Yeah. It says the players are not professionals. Yeah. All right. The coaches are volunteers and the umpires are human. Mm -hmm. Right? So it is, and there's an article about West Deptford now saying that they're going to punish. It's a town in South Jersey. Yes. They're going to punish parents who are terrible towards umpires and make them volunteer it up. The next time oh, they complain. Right. What about what about coaches? <laughs> so coaches too. That's the whole point. So yeah. I, I I felt vindicated. I was proud of myself. I didn't get into an altercation. Yeah. Just made it very clear that I was stern and that I was going to stand for it. So uh, I was proud. But you know what really stunk the most? Hmm. Really, your your underwear. Uh, After the game? Actually, the game. Oh my god, it was very sweaty. Yeah. There's some warm days last. Is week, last I got week. I got smacked in the face a couple times on foul balls with, with a mask. Oh, with a mask. Yeah. Not once did they say. Blue, are you okay? And then at the end of the game, not a thank you. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Coach? have no idea. Mm -hmm. I always made sure I thanked. Do you if think anything, you're taken for granted? Do you think the umpires I don't. I don't think granted? they even realize how hard we work mm -hmm. at making sure we do a fair game. All they do is focus on the one or two, whatever they think are bad calls. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, my shirt was drenched in sweat yeah. because I'm running all over the field trying to cover all four bases that kids are running around mm -hmm. to make sure I make a fair fair call. Hmm. So I was like, ah, dang. Coach, are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah. But it just, I just noticed a difference between the high school level where the these individuals can really acknowledge the situation mm -hmm. and then the, the youth level where they don't realize the significance of just yep. how, how, how important we are to them. Because there's not enough of us to go around, so wow. that was my week. So you're you're providing value, and you know sometimes it's a, a thankless job, and there oh. are many thankless jobs like that. So if you're a dad in a thankless job, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, notice how I said appreciate it that, and not, not appreciate, appreciate you. you. Yeah, I did. And our guest next week, yeah. who lives in the South, I yeah. actually asked him about this yeah. next week. We're going to learn a little about Ken Clark a little later on. Good. He said that's very much a Southern thing. Good. I appreciate Good. you. So yeah. I don't want to dissect that. Now the umping. Are you going to be doing this in the summer? Oh yeah, as well. I'm gonna do yeah. it in the summer. I'm gonna do tournaments, weekends. Oh, so uh, cool. Listen, I gotta pay for OBX. So that's right. The house uh, in the outer banks. The house in the outer banks. Summer is, vacation. This is my summer vacation money. Very nice. So, but it is. It really is. I think I found my next, my next, 
my next project. Awesome. Love hearing about your progression as an ump and as a coach and yeah. as a speaker. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Just stay away from the allergies. A little yes. Flonase before you put that mask <laughs> there on. There you go. There you go. Goes a long way. Yeah. Pollen count's very yeah. high. We should yeah. do a pollen count meter brought to you by Bad to the Dead. <laughs> see what happens. Are you ready to meet Russell Newman? I cannot Newman? wait. I'm looking forward to so it. So Russell really. Newman, again, the dad whose son inspired the book and the movie Wonder. He's coming up next right here on Bad to the Dad. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know, the North Jersey counties of Essex, Union, and Morris have become very popular because of their competitive school system, great parks, civic living, but the housing market has gotten red hot. So if you're planning on moving to these counties, you're going to want to have somebody on your side, a real strong advocate that knows the market and lives here too. And that is Idan Karen of the Stan K team, the top 1% of realtors in the area. You want to reach out to Idan, he is going to take care of you. You can contact him by phone at 516-730-4726, or you can find him on Instagram at idan.realtor, that's I-D-A-N dot realtor on Instagram. Idan Karen from the Stan K team. You can't go wrong. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. You want the truth. I want the truth. Can you handle the truth? Uh, you can't handle the truth. If you want the truth about bad to the dad, your favorite fast growing podcast, where are you going to get that information? You're going to get it on our social media feeds at bad to the dad is the handle on most of those social media feeds. We're talking Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I don't know if anybody's tweeting anything anymore. It feels like people are kind of stepping away because they're going to get slapped, but we're on there. And we're also on LinkedIn. So if you want info, at Bad to the Dad is your greatest source. Or you can go to our website, badtothedad.com, where you can learn a little bit more about your hosts and upcoming guests, as well as download the podcast if you don't want to do it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or those other raging podcast platforms. Please interact with us. It already worked for Ken Ronkowitz. It can yes. work for you. He Congratulations, won Bad to the Dad beanie. And you can uh, reach out to us by email. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com, or you can DM us on any of the social media platforms. Coach, I've been waiting all week uh, for this podcast. When I heard this, our guest was going to be here today. Yeah, we I have was to really thank, excited. Uh, we have to thank a good friend in our community, Bill Rothside, for helping us set this up. Uh, we have Russell Newman on the program. Russell is the dad of two just magnificent boys uh, for a variety of different reasons. And of course, we've read the book and we've seen the movie Wonder mm -hmm. about, uh, a it's really about the family, not yeah. just the kid, but a family mm -hmm. who has a boy with Treacher Collins syndrome. And Russell Newman is a father with a son who has Treacher Collins syndrome. He's also uh, got another boy who is a like a lacrosse savant, which we'll get mm -hmm. into in just a bit. Russell Newman, a lot of preamble, but we're so happy to have you on Bad to the Dad. Thanks awesome. so much for waking up so early. Seattle yeah. time to be with us. Welcome to the Dead. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Shout out to Billy for connecting us. Thanks for doing that. And uh, and thanks so much for recognizing that I have two amazing sons 
Um, Nathaniel gets so much attention given his notoriety. We always want to make sure we get Jacob in there. And uh, yeah, I'm blessed. Two amazing boys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You got it real quick. Uh, what fraternity were you in? <laughs> Billy and I were in Delta Sigma Phi at the Alfred Delta House. University. The Delta House. <laughs> we were the Deltas in, in lovely, picturesque Alfred, New York. Yes. That's very funny. All right. Yeah, so yeah, uh, one traffic light town. Uh, there's some it, stories. It literally, about absolutely literally yeah. is. Yes. So, so Russell, we'd like to start off our interviews with an on the spot question. And I think you'll enjoy this one a little more loaded than others. So we'll give you a beat to think about it. All right. But if you could go back and tell your younger self anything. What, what would you tell them? What advice would, would you give the younger Russell Newman? Oh, man, I, I'll, I'll tell a funny uh, Rothside story in a sec. But for me, it would be make better choices. It's something <laughs> I think about. What, well, now that I have to ask follow-up questions. Like, what choices did you make that you regret? You know, it's very easy now to look back and be sage in granting advice, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a phrase I like to use, don't make a plan, make a choice, right? Because mm -hmm. one thing my life has taught me these last 17 years, you know, three Jewish guys talking, right? There's a Yiddish expression, right? Man plans, God laughs. Yes. Yep. Yes. You know, I, I had so many plans for my life when I got married. I was going to have the prom king's son. I was going to have this perfect little house in West Orange, right, or, or wherever, um, and then and then Treacher Collins happened, and really what, what enabled me to keep it all together were the choices that I made, right, choose to be a loving father, choose to work really hard, choose to, to give everything I got to Nathaniel's well-being and Jacob's well-being, and, and what I came to realize is the plans are always going to fall apart, the choices can never be torn apart. Like if you make good choices and let's just say as a young man at Alfred university, I didn't always make those choices. I had plans. <laughs> I had great, I had great plans. I was going to go to law school. I was going to be the next LA law guy, right. Or, or, or wall street lawyer, but I didn't make the choices that enabled those plans to come to fruition. Right. And oh, yeah. so if I go back, it's really the choices that matter. It's not the plans. A little Yiddish for you. A little, a little Yiddish. Yiddish for you. Yes. you know, you said people make plans and, and God, God laughs. Mention Platten und Gott lacht. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wow. I actually, you, you nailed it. That is well, very I actually cool. did oh, it. That is very, I didn't know your Yiddish was so Yiddishkind. Yeah, that was, was terrible, so Randy. And that's why we're it was Chris. Uh, Randy, I'll tell you, I did a talk once for TEDx Youth here yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And I had actually clipped an image of that Yiddish expression as the title page of my PowerPoint. So, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I'm very proud of All you. All right. Next week. Yes. We'll uh, teach you how to order a bagel. Absolutely. In Yiddish. In Yiddish. All I know is gay cock and yum. <laughs> gay cock and yum, <laughs> which is going to crap so, in the ocean, yes. meaning like essentially but, go to hell. How about this one? Kishmir, Tuchus, and Rain. Well, I think wait, no I got the best one. You can't top this one. So my father's gonna hate me for saying this, but my long lost grandma Rose, uh -huh. if she didn't like you, she would say a fuckstein and gurgle, a foikstein and gurgle, something like that. Basically, it's a fart in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> that was grandma Rose. Yiddish curses are the best because they're just so who, physically demanding. Who takes a crap on the ocean? Well, and uh, you know it means and because a long walk an ocean, a short pier. 
an ode to Billy Rothside, since we're so going to talk about him, and you can edit this out if you want. You asked me advice I would give. Rick, Bill's dad showed up at Alfred once and um, dropped us all off. I forget what we were doing. In his sage wisdom, he looks at Billy and I and he goes, boys, this semester, I want you to remember one thing. School is school and a disco is a disco. <laughs> he left. That like Billy and I sat there like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, but anyway. Disco is a school disco. Is school and a disco is, that's it. Yeah. Well, I guess what happens at Alfred doesn't stay at Alfred. But <laughs> thanks for sharing that with us, Russell. That's so funny. That's, that's very funny. So, Russell, yeah. you know, we were, we were talking about your two boys. And, you know, we realized that probably over the last decade with, with Wonder coming out and with the Elizabeth Vargas expose. And I keep mentioning Elizabeth Vargas because Bill Rothside says, make sure you rib Russell about the hots he has for Elizabeth Vargas. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But we'll get into that in just a sec. But Elizabeth is quite the lady. She's uh, she's wonderful. I mean, just not just good looking, but she seems like a really nice person. Brought her son to your house to play. That was kind of cool. It was uh, all all kidding aside. They spent a little on and off over a five and a half year period. We had involvement and engagement with ABC News organization and everyone in the organization from Elizabeth to a woman named Jennifer Joseph, a gentleman named Sean Dooley. They've actually remained lifelong friends of ours. We, we keep in touch. Wait, for we five talk. years? So um, Five years. Yeah, they, you know, it was funny when, when, when the book Wonder came out. And so the crazy intro we got to Elizabeth Vargas, of all things, for many years, Nathaniel was treated at NYU Medical Center. Right there on the Lower East Side, you know, 21st, you know, in the, in the high 20s, low 30s on First Avenue. Um, and because of my career and life and different things, we end up in Reno, Nevada, of all places. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the point we were in Nevada, the, the phrase the real life wonder boy had sort of come to the lexicon. In fact, the author herself at one point at a book signing and she says it in the special Nathaniel is basically Augie Pullman come to life, right? Like it's like almost like this character jumped off the page and became real. Even though the book itself is a work of fiction, it's infused throughout with things that just are Nathaniel, right? So we're living in Reno, Nevada. People sort of know Nathaniel as the real life wonder boy, but we've never met Elizabeth Vargas. We don't know. We don't, we're nothing. Well, it turns out Elizabeth's mom is in a book club with Nathaniel's fifth grade teacher. Huh, small world. Love that. Well, in Reno, in Reno, Nevada. And so Elizabeth Vargas's mom calls her and says, oh my God, we read this book, Wonder, and we love it. And Elizabeth replies, of course, I read it to my boys. We love it too. It's like part of our family. And the mom says, Elizabeth, you're not going to believe this. My friend is teaching the real life wonder boy. Mm, And that's how ABC news found us. And, and, and then it was over the next couple of years, we, we thought we had a story about the real life wonder boy, but Nathaniel's journey kept getting worse and worse and harder and harder. So we kept going and that's why they were ended up being with us for almost five years, over five years. The book wonder and the movie wonder wasn't necessarily about Nathaniel. 
No, in fact, the author had largely, if not fully, completed the book before she even met Nathaniel. Oh, wow. Now, here's I'm where it's trying to get social media to fix it. A little false advertising, but, you know, like I said, fake no, news. No, 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 no. So it, it's a very weird scenario, right? Like, so as the author was researching Treacher-Collins syndrome, Nathaniel was in the public eye already, you know, did she see him on a website? Did she she went to NYU to learn about Treacher Collins syndrome? There's pictures of Nathaniel there. So I would never about it. There's the, the it they, wasn't they, direct, they, there's subliminal subconscious it, component. Who knows and to what degree? Yeah. Now the book comes out, it's it's creeping its way into the public eye. We meet Raquel, she sees Nathaniel and almost like her face, blood rushes out of her face. And, and she's like, oh my God, like that's the kid I wrote about. Like your family is the family I wrote about, but I never met, I never met you. And then we started talking, you know, the mom in the book is an artist. My ex-wife is a concert pianist. The dad's a Met fan, you know, lived in Queens, you know, like Nathaniel loves Star Wars. Augie loves Star Wars. The Nathaniel's favorite holiday was Halloween. Augie's favorite holiday was Halloween. Like it got to the point where it was like either divine intervention infused us into that family in that book or vice versa. Like you said, Randy, subliminally, as she researched facial differences, we some it. So wonder is a complete work of fiction. But the similarities between Nathaniel and Augie Pullman are staggering. And then there are other nuances. In the it was the author herself and love her to death. R.J. Palacio is an amazing, amazing woman. She coined the phrase, Nathaniel Newman is Augie Pullman come to life. Hmm. You know, so what I find remarkable is I can't get over just how much you look like Owen Wilson. It's amazing. It's almost <laughs> like I'm looking at <laughs> No, he's uh, <laughs> not quite. You know, I will tell you this again, just like with the book and the 2020 special, uh, one of the one of the blessings of our journey has been we seem to be in how many people have treated Nathaniel badly. And the list is endless. Um, we have met amazing people. And Owen Wilson is absolutely on the list. He is kind and empathetic and caring. Everybody on the movie, we got to be a part of the production and involved. We were on set in, in Vancouver, Canada, where they filmed. Um, Todd Lieberman, the executive producer, Stephen Chabosky, very famous director who also wrote Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, Owen, Julia Roberts. You know who is really cool? You guys you like this. Mandy Patampkin. I uh, mean, yeah. yes. Yeah, we know Mandy. Yes. Yeah. The, the goat um, and getting to be a part of it. We have met some truly amazing and inspiring people Mr. who have Tushman. showered us. <laughs> That's it. Mr. Tushman. You, you're up on your wonder. Good job, man. Yeah, and, was, uh, we read it as a family. It, we, so. we, we all did, too. It was a remarkable story. Um, the movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool. Home, and about this we there's so much i mean there's so much i want to ask you i mean adam we're, we're, i mean i even know where to, there's so well, much you know i think what's what's good about the story is we now know what treacher collins is is all about we know it's a, a you kids are born with a facial deformity uh, you can go into more detail but from what we've learned um no cheekbones no ears no eye sockets and 
just to just to live, just to just to exist, you have to go through multiple surgeries. So one yeah. question I have for you is, where is Nathaniel in the traje uh, trajectory of all the surgeries that he has to do? Where are we now? Yeah, it's a great question. So when you're when you're you know when you have a son born with Treacher Collins syndrome or anybody who has any child born with Treacher Collins, and to your point, the odds are about one in fifty thousand. Um, Treacher Collins occurs two ways. You're either a genetic anomaly where you just got bad luck and the fifth treacle gene in your genetic sequence is either missing or duplicated, or unfortunately for Nathaniel, you have a parent that had it. Um, so Nathaniel will have a 50-50 chance with all of his, his potential future children that they'll have it. He was a genetic anomaly. Um, it's also on a spectrum. Some people are born with very, very mild Treacher Collins, where you as a layperson probably wouldn't even know. Like, oh, yeah, that guy's eyes are a little droopy, but, you know, he's a good looking dude, but he's got droopy eyes. Um, that person may have Treacher Collins. And then you look at a kid like Nathaniel who got the whole shebang. To your point, no ears, no cheekbones, no lower eye sockets, little or no mandible bone. And for Nathaniel, most problematic was no nasal passageways. So um, to date, Nathaniel has had well over 70 different surgical procedures, some minor, some lasting 18 hours. So he's had well over 70. And one of the things we're very proud of as a family and Nathaniel's adamant about, none of them were cosmetic, not one. Every single surgery Nathaniel has endured was to improve life function, hearing, seeing, eating, breathing. He lived 14 years of his life with the tracheostomy uh, to breathe and only, sorry, only because of the amazing people here in Seattle at Seattle Children's Hospital, his trach was removed four years ago. Um, and that was something we never thought possible. Uh, had to go through some pretty barbaric stuff, as you saw in the special. But to answer your question in a very long way, Nathaniel is a 19-year-old college freshman in Santa Cruz, California. But on June 15th, I think, or 17th, I forget the date, he will undergo one more fairly major six to nine-hour reconstruction and realignment of his lower jaw. Um, and God willing, knock on wood, it will be his last surgery. Amen. Um, so, sorry, wow. I'm crying. And you can see, we're not allowed no. to complain about shit. No, the rest no. of our lives. No, all right? it is it's just, all about uh, perspective. We have, uh, listen, I have four kids 28, 25, 17, and 14. Adam uh, has two, uh, 17, she's 18 now, 17, uh, 17 and, and, and 14. Um, and I know it's like, you know, just the constant worry of just kids being kids. Uh, and I read the story, uh, I've read articles, uh, and what it was like. Um, how, how long did you want to be a dad? Which point did you know you wanted to be a dad? You know, I think I always dreamt of being a dad, right? But I think very wrongly, it wasn't because being a dad was going to provide me this in sense of enrichment and love. It was more of my earlier comments about, for whatever reason, I had this vision of who I was going to be in as an adult at a very young age. Lawyer, rich, Porsche, 
fancy house in Setauket, Long Island. My kid was going to play for Ward Melville and go on to Hopkins. And I, that was going to make me a better person, right? Like I, I, and I'm not blaming, my parents weren't like that. I come from an incredibly blue collar Jewish background. Like probably like you guys, like my grandfather owned a butcher shop. My, you know, I'm on the other side of my, my paternal side. My grandfather was a local three electrician. You know, it, it wasn't like I came from that, but that's what I thought I wanted. So I always thought I wanted kids, but it wasn't because I wanted that joy and nourishment. It's because I had this stupid ass idea of what success was, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't until the day he was born. I mean, that moment you read about in the story when Christina Aguilera sang Beautiful, it truly was a transformative moment that I will never understand the switch that flipped that took me from being who I was to who I was going to become um, that moment to be totally frank we're talking with Russell Newman who is the father of the real life wonder boy but he is also the father of another child uh, again a, a lacrosse stud call him yeah. name jacob so he has um as i'm sure you've experienced and he's experienced you know the last you know 10 plus years or so so much of the attention was on nathaniel tell us a little bit about jacob and what jacob's vantage point was throughout all of this attention yeah i could sum it up there's a there's a part of the movie wonder that jacob embraces the sister i forget the script or the line or where it came from exactly but there's something about the planet pluto right when you have when you have a special needs child like nathaniel and i'm we can get into this too as you guys maybe remember me telling you or the show should not only did my my son have 70 plus surgeries my ex-wife twice had stage four hodgkin's lymphoma oh, oh yeah yeah what a so, life Unbelievable. yeah it's it's been an interesting ride so when you are raised in a, and, and Jacob was born into this family day one, literally when Jacob was born, Nathaniel was on surgery 15 or 16. And six weeks after his birth, my, my ex-wife was diagnosed with her first cancer. So Jacob is 17, going to be 17. Um, and at no point in that 17 year lifespan, did he not know of um, his mom or his brother suffering? Mm -hmm. Um, so what's amazing about Jacob is in spite of watching your brother go through 70 surgeries, hearing people mock your brother relentlessly for the way he looks and literally watching your mom ravaged by chemotherapy, somehow, somehow by the grace of God, he's, he's a straight A student, you know, Right now, as we speak, he's in Orlando, Florida at the DECA National Championships. Oh, qualified. Oh, DECA. Marketing organization, he, right? I did DECA. Yeah, he's, high school. he's killing it. And as you mentioned, he's a pretty level cross player who works really hard. But um, your question was, what's it been like for Jacob? It's like being the planet Pluto in a universe where Jacob's mom and brother were the sun. So our entire family revolved around keeping Magda and Nathaniel alive. And Jacob often was meant to feel like Pluto, the furthest planet from the sun out in orbit. On, to the point now, people don't even want to consider it a planet, which is funny. 
but it's it it's actually makes it an even more apt yeah. analogy. Not only are you this tiny little planet that's so far from the center of the universe, people almost want to forget you, right? Mm-hmm. And like take away your status. And and to be honest, there was a day about six years or five years ago where Nathaniel Strake had been removed. My wife was declared cancer free. Um, and about a week after that point in our lives, Jacob had a, a massive panic attack. Huh. Hmm. And for the next two years, had to battle like a warrior to get through his own sort of anxiety and depression. And and what we've come to learn was for 15 years, 14 years of his life, Jacob swallowed everything that was bothering him because he knew our family had too much on its plate. Yeah, makes complete sense. And And when the plate was cleared... Jacob subliminally, consciously, whoever knows, said, "It's my turn." Yeah, hmm. and and now you're going to pay attention to me. And he battled, man. It was hard. There were days he couldn't physically get himself to go to school, and there were days where he couldn't stop shaking or or dealing with stuff. And he battled through, man. He battled, and I will tell you, navigating mental health challenges with your child mm-hmm. for even a week is 10 times harder than laying your child on an operating mm-hmm. table so oh, russell what, what were some of the resources you used in order to help jacob get through that i know sometimes with mental health it's never over but what are some no of the no 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 he still has resources you know you bring up a very politically charged point for yeah. me yeah um I made 10 phone calls to 10 psychiatrists here in Seattle. The, but luckily, one of Jacob's lacrosse coaches, ironically, is a, 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 a cardiologist at Children's Hospital. So he goes, so I called him and I'm like, I, don't, I can't do this. Augustine Rubio, Dr. Augustine Rubio, amazing man. He came to the house to take care of Jacob. And he goes, we, we got to get Jacob a doctor. We got to get Jake a doctor. So I started making phone calls. Every single doctor I called can't take new patients, can't take new patients, can't take new patients. There's just such a dearth of mental health providers here. Now, thank God for Seattle Children's Hospital. I called the head of pediatric plastic surgery, explained what was going on. He called a guy, Augustine Rubio called a person. And thank God we were able to get Jacob this amazing doctor to help him so we had that resource and therapy and medication um and all that and and knock on wood today again as i mentioned jacob is this kick-ass high school sophomore lacrosse player athlete kind he's he's done it he's look he'll have a a quick question i i do a lot i travel around the country i speak about sports and how i think in some situations sports can be the saving grace for kids um, yeah. Do you think that's that his involvement with lacrosse is also kind of the same way that it's kind of his his safe place where he can go and just be and be a kid? Randy, I, I don't want to over dramatize my point here. As you probably know, the history of lacrosse it's often referred to by many as the medicine game. Yeah, you know, Native American. Yep. I don't want to think of the outcome in Jacob's life if he didn't have lacrosse in it. Hmm. 
I will tell you hey, that hey, I just got goosebumps. I was gonna say I, I just got goosebumps. Say they're they're, they're you can't literally, literally you can't character. fake them. Yeah. No, and 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 it was it's one you step into the white lines. He's yep. a goalie. It's it's oh, a brutal oh, sport on oh goalies. God. Yeah, but the focus it takes, right? Yeah. Any any sport, if you're the goalie, the catcher, the center, yep. there's a cerebralness to it that forces you to really focus mentally. And what that was able enabled Jacob to do was you're so focused on that, you're not thinking about all the, the noise. demon. All the right. other noise. Just yep. this rubber but a hundred miles an hour. Those balls hurt. Especially he right. joins. <laughs> right. Well, but here's the other thing about lacrosse that you can't, it's, a, you know, yeah, it's elitist, it's white, it's, yeah, it's got issues, right? But there is one thing about lacrosse that nobody can question. The familial nature of the lacrosse community mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. the, the, the embrace of that community around Jacob and around me and around me as a dad. Um, it's just unbelievable. You know, the people, Augustine Rubio, I mentioned, yep. you know, um, his coach Brunix, you know, Brian Brunix, you know, guys, people in, you know, his current travel ball coaches, um, it's Shane Coppins, who's also the associate head coach or assistant coach at Randolph-Macon College down in Richland, Virginia, um, the the men and the other fellow dads in the lacrosse community and not only how they embraced Jacob, but how they embraced me. If it weren't for lacrosse, I, I think Jacob and I would be in a very different place with our own mental health. Yeah. Yes. The game of lacrosse is, it saves me every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're talking with uh, Russell Newman, who is uh you know, there's so many different angles to the story. It's you know, he truly is a bad to the dead. Oh, he he is the the. the I think if we're giving out awards, I think Russell is. The hey, I dad. I heard something about a bad to dead beanie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta get. I live in Seattle. I'm gonna get Jacob one, and I'll get Nathaniel one. So you're gonna give me your address, and I'm gonna send you three. I'll I'll text it to you guys. I would love that. Please do. But you know, we're talking lacrosse here, Uh and you know, I went to Hofstra. I hope Jacob plays for Hofstra because we haven't been winning in lacrosse. You know, I was the play-by-play guy on the radio. Yeah. For Hofstra lacrosse, it was one of my. Favorites. Oh, really? That's funny. To announce, and uh, you know, I already dropped some Yiddish on y'all. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny how Russell says that lacrosse is the medicine game. Yeah. I'm gonna go Cliff Clavin. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, the original uh, name of lacrosse. Uh, I think it's actually an Iroquois where Russell Iroquois. Never heard of this is actually Bagataway, and yeah. there's a, a lacrosse brand called Bagataway, which I believe is Iroquois for Little Brother of War. And yeah, tribes crazy. would actually battle each yeah. other via lacrosse, and the goals would be miles and miles away, and they do it on horseback. But that's games a little could go on and uh, yeah. games. Yeah. It was it was sometimes used to settle disputes. It was yeah. sometimes just for fun. It it really, but yeah, it was very a little different than it is today. But we're very fond. In fact, I don't have it here, but when I referee youth and high school lacrosse, I actually have a coin from the Iroquois Nation that oh, I use. Yeah. The coin toss. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're still playing it in 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 their community. Yeah. I know there were two, two or three brothers that played for the University of Albany that are now playing professionally. Who yeah. are the Thompson uh, brothers? My nation. It's, it's 
it's the Thompson family and their brothers and cousins, and they still play in the PLL and in the the box league. They're very much still involved in the game. Yeah, great, great uh, ambassadors of, of the game. Now, Russell, you you're you're involved on the field. You are a lacrosse official. Yep. And Randy, Coach Randy, is a softball umpire. official yeah. umpire. So I'm yeah. I'm curious, you know, to hear what kind of experiences you've had with parents or or growing the game or any way you want to take it. You know, lacrosse has given you so much as well as your son. Yeah. Uh, what have you seen? You know, lacrosse in the Pacific Northwest is is really very different, guys. You got you got you know we I'm born and raised. I'm born in Bayside, Queens, but raised in Stony Brook, Long Island, went to Ward Mobile High School, which anyone affiliated with lacrosse knows is probably one of the most iconic lacrosse programs in the country. Shout out to the Patriots. Yeah. Um, where every kid is, you got a stick in your hand and your crib, you know, here in Seattle, it's exploding. I'll, I'll give you an example to, this year, I'm assuming that if you go to the Garden City or Manhasset or yes, um, Greenwich, Greenwich, War, Connecticut, Greenwich, War Mobile, Summit, New Jersey, yeah. Summit, New Jersey, yep. the high school team in each of those communities, the high school team in each of those communities probably has anywhere from three to five Division One commitments Correct. on every roster. I believe Correct. it. I believe it. Right? Or, or something to that effect. The state of Washington has three. <laughs> the entire state of Washington probably has three. So the game is in a very different place here. It's very much in an emerging growth place. It's awesome. It's fun. But as a guy who born and raised in it, I, it, it's fun to help give back. The problem with that is a lot of the parents yelling at the refs, they don't quite understand the game of lacrosse the way we do so yeah. the, the, the funny part about being a ref in seattle is 75 percent of the crap the parents yell at you is yeah. wrong yes you know it's just wrong but it, it does sadden me at times uh being so deeply involved in youth sports and i know you guys are as well parents have lost their damn minds yep on why their kids are playing these sports right and again I have a blessing in my life that uh -huh. is Nathaniel's journey, right? So whether Jacob goes to Hopkins or Hofstra, I doubt he's going to go to Hofstra. His grades are too good. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> uh, Don't say about me. That, that was a joke. That was a joke. I know. It was, um, it was a dig this, for Elizabeth this, men this mentality of, that parents bring to the sideline, it, it's like insanity. Like, where have we gone, man? Like. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It is like I heard a dad yesterday. I was doing a seventh and eighth grade game. And a dad is yelling, take him, son. That kid doesn't want any part of you. He don't want you. And I look over at the sideline and I look at the guy and I give him the eyes. I didn't say anything, but I kind of gave a look like, shut the. Like <laughs> when parents are yelling at they don't even just yell at officials we had an incident here in seattle they yell at the other team's kids like wow yeah. no, just, uh, we had great. an incident here at a five six game last week where a parent so we have a like you randy i bet it's it's impossible to have enough referees umpires okay, they're, they're dying and, and they don't understand they can't appreciate the fact that there's so few 
Uh, and they complain. And it's because par- and it's because parents yeah. yell at for- so we had a 14-year-old kid refing a sixth grade game or a third grade game. Yeah. I forget what it was. A parent followed him to his car. Yeah, a 14-year-old kid. Like taunting him, like you yeah. suck, you know, blah, 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 to the point where they called the cops. Yeah. Like, at, at a at a three-four rec league lacrosse game. Yeah. No, it like, is uh well, and so, that's the, and the piece that I think is important is this concept about family uh, and how families yeah. uh, for you, you, you found solace. And I guess the challenge is, is that uh, for you, lacrosse is a blessing. Others are taking, don't take it for granted. Um, but it also appears, I know that this journey you've had with uh, Nathaniel Jacob has also taken a toll on you and your life um, yeah. and your journey. Um, and we understand that you've, you've referred to Magda as your ex-wife. So clearly something has occurred in the past few years where, uh, you're yeah. now looking in singles. So uh, listeners out there, anybody out in Seattle, Washington, looking for an incredibly nice, white, Jewish, uh, very talented and clearly uh, mm-hmm. inspired person, um, give us a shout. We'll, we'll make sure we do a, a shit-ock. I'll be yeah, your wingman. Yeah, awesome. your wing, man. Yeah, it, dude, I, listen, I, I like to say I couldn't pick up a girl if she had handles. Um, <laughs> you know. And yeah, the date. So if we can finagle a date out of this, that would be great. No, um, Magda and I were married in, forget what it was, 2002, 2003, and Nathaniel was born in 2004. Um, So very shortly, within 13 months of getting married, we had Nathaniel. And then for the next 15 years, there was never a year where either my wife or my son wasn't hospitalized. Right. Like it just we didn't have that life. We didn't take vacations. You don't go away on vacation when your son has a tracheotomy. You know, you can't leave your son with a babysitter. Like literally, we we never had a married life. Right. Like we just didn't. And the funny part was right after Jacob sort of found equilibrium and Nathaniel's trait was out, he was doing Taekwondo. Jacob had made his first Under Armour All-American team. You know, Magda was a year and a half, two years into remission, and COVID hits. Uh, like, give me a fucking sorry. <laughs> so, give, Russell, give do, you ever, do you ever ask yourself, why me? Why does it have to be me? And why does it have a to lot. be another thing? Do you ever, you ever think that? Yeah, I do. I think it all the time. And believe me, my therapist hears about it a lot. Like, you know... <laughs> Um, and unfortunately, when right around the time when COVID hit, Magda and I kind of woke up and realized that we had never been married yeah. in uh-huh. any true sense of the word. And then whether it was because of everything we had been through, the scar tissue, the the wounds, whatever you want to call it, um, we just couldn't coexist. And it, it I, I'll say it, it broke us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it didn't break us in the sense that we're both we raised two amazing young men right like thank god we held it together long enough to deliver these two amazing young men to the world um where they'll likely do things that far exceed anything i've ever accomplished um but it broke our marriage and yeah so probably about two and a half years now of separation and a divorce went through God, I don't know. I think it was like 10 months ago, almost a year ago, but we've largely been separated for a little over two years now. And um, 
you know, we 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 still like to think we're raising our boys together and trying to do the best job possible. And uh, you know, thank God, you know, look, the work's never done, but it's 17 and 19. You know, they now it's just a matter of, hey, I'm here if you want my advice. Yeah, you know, I, I go out and make good choices. You know, again, on a dad podcast, I, I try to tell dads all the time, like, you have no control. Stop living under the illusion that you have any control over what's going to happen to them. Randy, you said it earlier, you know, the, the dumb, you know, you can't, nothing you do raising your child is going to protect them from calamity. Yeah. Right. But I'll go back to where I started. If you teach your kids to make good choices, they're going to be okay. Right. And I really do. Now, I didn't come to that because I'm this wise Gandhi like, dude, it got shoved on me by Treacher Collins syndrome. This perspective that I've been given, I, and it took me 15 years to figure it out. Right. Like, to, you know, before, you know, the Nathaniel's trait came out, I, it wasn't like, one day I had my slogan, don't make a plan, make a choice, right? Like that that mindset that I now uh, have evolved over a very long period of time. Um, and, you know, Simon Sinek says, you know, you know about the millennial generation, yes, right? It's, it's, it's not their fault. Yes. There's a victim that, you know, they're, they're, they're the unfortunate victim of a bad parenting strategy, right? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Being a hover dad, being a helicopter parent, guys, we the the data's in. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It has never worked. It's not enabling children to be ready for the real world that they're going to enter. Um, so if I give any advice to dads that, you know, just be there for them, help them make good choices, but stop trying to plan their lives because you have zero control. Russell, I, I thank you there's, so much for, for offering his dad advice. It sounds to me there's a story in a book somewhere inside you at some point. Yeah, I just don't, you know, people have asked, you know, and, and just plug, plug, it's been a while. You know, Nathaniel and my ex-wife actually following Wonder wrote a book. I'll send you guys information on it. it and, and again, COVID, we had like a 20-city book tour planned and then COVID hit. But Nathaniel wrote a book called Nathaniel, you know, uh, Normal, One Kid's Extraordinary Journey. And I it really to took, yeah, 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 I'll send, I'll, I'll send you, it's on Amazon. And, right. and the author, RJ Palaccio, wrote the forward. She played a huge part in getting it. And look, unfortunately, with books, if you don't get a chance to go out and promote it and do a book yeah, tour and all that, it just, it just, the publishing <laughs> world. I, I, I have, I've written one. I know yeah. how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. And, and you know, Literally, the book was released in February of COVID. Oh. So, like, right, like maybe three to five weeks before the lockdown happened. And yeah. the book kind of, it did okay. But it, it, anyway, my point is, I've been asked if I would ever write my own. And I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think I have the strength to retell the story without it taking a really brutal toll on me emotionally. You can see sometimes today, I, I, I think we heard it. Yeah. Very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I, I think the question out of our mind, Russell, would you do a speaking tour? And that's, that's probably the same answer, right? No, you know, if it, you know, I got a really good friend. His name is 
Rob Waldman. He's a very, very, he goes by the call sign Waldo. Um, he writes a, he, he does, he's one of the leading public speakers out on the corporate business circuit. Um, he's a former Air Force fighter pilot and he, he does a bunch of public speaking and he's very successful. And he said to me, Russ, you should do this professionally. I could never tell this story or use this story in every way if it was like two, three times a week. It would just mentally exhaust me. But I did a TEDx youth talk once. It was amazing. You know, I've spoken. There's an amazing organization here called Athletes for Kids where cool kid varsity athletes yeah. at their various high schools get assigned a buddy who has Down syndrome or something. So I speak at stuff like that through the Children's Craniofacial Association, uh, www.ccakids.org. Um, our, our charitable, I do talks for that all the time. Um, and I love doing it episodically because I can kind of, like this, you know, I prepared, like I'm mentally, I was like, all right, dude, they're going to ask you questions. Like, you can do this, like, Suck it up, dude. Like it's Sunday morning at nine. Get your coffee. You'll be fine. I, after this podcast ends, I'll have to go to the gym, get on the treadmill, lift, go in this. Like I, I'll take two hours to flush it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um, and and so, yeah, I would love to if someone to hey Russ, like, you know, I've been asked to speak at companies on DEI, and uh, you know, one of the things I struggle with is. You know, when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, we're usually talking about disenfranchised communities, right? Like whether it be LGBTQ or African-American or Asian, whatever it is. But nobody ever talks about kids who have facial differences, right? Like, right. Yeah. You know, so one of the things I often talk about is the need to recognize that equity and inclusion is much more than what we currently think it is, that, right? Like, true. I mean, look, you want Nathaniel to be working in a job where he is respected for his talents and not constantly right. scrutinized for the way he looks. So I, right. I appreciate that, which means I have to book Russell for yes. my next <laughs> DEI committee. Which means I have meeting. to invite Russell to come and speak to my grad students, Cottage the, so, the Rutgers School of Social Work. So yeah. we're going to give you plenty of business. Are you, Randy, you're a professor at Rutgers? Yeah, School of Social Work. That's awesome. You know, again, back to lacrosse, like, one of my best friends in the you know what so one of Jacob's coaches here in the greater Seattle area is Christian Mazone, who was a two-time Rutgers All-American and yeah. now in the PLL. Mm -hmm. Another one of Jacob's coaches here in Seattle is Eli Goldbrick, who was a defenseman at Rutgers and now plays in the PLL. Oh my gosh. Um, and a buddy of mine from insurance, another insurance guy is a Rutgers alum. So a lot of people try to push Jacob to Piscataway. Yeah. So you get you know, a lot. Program. And their program is, I mean, they had a rough Big Ten stretch this year. But, yes. um, yeah, the men's lacrosse team at Rutgers is phenomenal. And um, Coach, correct, if you're listening, Jacob Newman, you know, put him on your we'll radar. We'll tag him. We'll tag him. So don't worry. Thanks so yeah. much, Russell. Well, Thank you. Russell Newman's been our guest on Bad to the Dad. Of course, the dad of the real-life wonder boy, Nathaniel, and of course, the dad of Jacob, who we wish nothing but the best in the cross and, and everything else in his life, and of course, everything else that Nathaniel is going to do. Uh, Russell, let's let's Thank stay you. in touch. Maybe we, you know, another opportunity for a follow-up in a future season of Bad to the Dad, but this 
this was a real treat. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say without a lot of hyperbole, I think one of our best interviews. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Russell. Randy, Adam, you guys were terrific. And, and again, let's be friends for a long time to come. Let's stay in touch. And even, even though Ross side stinks at it, I have a feeling we'll, we'll talk <laughs> again. Make it happen. We'll, we'll lay into them. And we'll you make know, it if, happen. You're, if you're on this, uh, on the right coast, then uh, we'll all uh, throw. I, I will be a lot. Uh, Jacob's entire summer lacrosse schedule is in Philadelphia, Delaware, and Maryland. So we'll be there all summer. We'll, well let us know. Come down because I, I mean, Philadelphia is an hour and a half away. I do a lot of speaking down in Philadelphia. Well, I'll be going so. down to Baltimore a lot. Yeah, we're doing. We want my yeah, daughter, so yeah. I can hit Delaware and Philly along. Absolutely. The listeners don't awesome. need to know about our plans. But we're going to make it happen. Make anyway. it happen. <laughs> Take Russell. care, guys. Thanks. Thank you. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know that Bone Daddy logo that graces all of our social media accounts and some of our swag, too? That is the work of Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman. Becky does a phenomenal job with graphic design. She knows her way around a website, but she does so much more. She's also a web strategist and can help your business, small, medium, or large, have a much stronger presence. She'll give you some great ideas as to how to get your brand in front of the eyeballs of your target audience. So visit Becky's Instagram site, at Berman Branding. You can also check out her website, www.bermanbranding.com. It's Berman Branding for all of your graphic design, web design, social media, and marketing strategies. Berman Branding. We are bad to the dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Once again, a big old thank you for our sponsors, Berman Branding, Marketing, Web Design, Graphic Design. Becky Berman and Berman Branding, they designed the Bone Daddy logo that you see on all of our social media feeds and all of the Bone Daddy variations. So we thank Berman Branding for that. And of course, we thank Idan Karen, realtor from the Stan K team, top 1% of realtors in North Jersey, specifically the counties of Essex, Morris, and union uh coach when we started recording this segment yeah of bad to the dad which is the last segment yeah. i said are you ready uh-huh. and i'm as probably as ready as i can be just because i'm still processing oh, everything my, my mind is going that we discussed with russell newman oh cannot fathom and uh it was cathartic to a certain extent i imagine it's constantly this cathartic experience for him but you heard him crack you heard his voice crack and he, he held back tears which and I get there and I th- I can't ma- I can't fathom, and he had all these big plans and yet it's just listening to a story. It, it is inspiring. He is engaging. Um, he we, t- we hit so many different parts. Well, you know it's funny. I always get made fun of a lot when I tell people Raiders of the Lost Ark is my is the number one best film ever made. Yeah. And they're like, really? Better than Citizen Kane and better than Ten Commandments and all that? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, think yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but think about it. What, what did Raiders have? It had a great leading man. Uh-huh. It had romance. It uh-huh. had action-adventure. It had a great score. It had yeah. melting Nazis, yeah. which probably should be the first thing first. that I mentioned. But, you know, sort of similar when we have these interviews that carry that entire range yeah. of emotion oh, and gosh. thought provocation. 
That's why I said this is probably one of the best interviews because it had a little bit of everything. And the story is familiar to a lot of our listeners because everyone knows the Wonder Book, the Wonder Movie. And I hope that people go back in the YouTube vault and watch the the expose, the 2020 expose with Elizabeth Vargas when she came to visit the, the Newman and, family. And, and to find out it was over a five-year period that they did that, I, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, an incredible story. And the fact he was open about his youngest son, Jacob, mm-hmm. uh, and given what I know in our work around my mental health with, with the school, you know, of course it would be his turn. He would just he would just have to swallow everything yeah. until finally everything cleared the plate, and then he could just no longer control it anymore. It was like a, a kettle. Just on two, just the cork popped. It just popped. Yeah. Um, and then that constant, and then of course the pandemic. Uh, then, <laughs> then, and then let of me course, layer that on top of you. No, and then of course it. realize our marriage is not a marriage, and yeah. you have to come to terms with we're gonna have to be better off being better parents than we are together. And um, listeners out there, if you know anybody in uh, Seattle, Washington, yeah, we gotta this guy, up. this guy is fantastic. Yeah, I am, and, but think about it. In, in spite of all the trauma in his life and his kids' life. Positive, funny, um, the kind of guy you just want to hang around with. I, I would like, I, I'm serious, I, I want to find a Let's time to it. connect when he's Let's over do here it. So, in the summer. So Russell Newman, of course, we thank him for being our guest. Bill Rossside, we thank him, our, our good friend, for hooking us up. And, you know, this is episode eight. And oh, we have what an episode. A couple more episodes we do. this season. And, you know, while I feel like this was a big crescendo, we're not done. No. We've still got a couple of oh amazing guests coming. Oh my gosh, we're still coming. moving. Yeah, so we're going to have Ken Clark on next week. I cannot wait about Ken Clark. Do you know about Ken Clark? Nope, you're going to tell us real quickly. I'm going to tell you. So you, this, again, I try to find a guest that I think Randy could speak to uh, with some level of coherence. <laughs> I'm like, if I can find that guest, then That's we're a in good, good shape. So Ken Clark is a therapist. He works for a, a nationwide therapy company. Uh, does a lot of marriage counseling, but has also been doing a, a lot in schools with with mental health. Oh, so good. we talk about yeah, mental health. Yeah, so there's I'm, a nice I'm little, really really big on that nice, right now. A nice nice dovetail here, and uh-huh. he's in of all places Arkansas, and he's going to tell you why he's in Arkansas. <laughs> not Arkansas. Well, Arkansas. Originally from Southern California. Not Arkansas. Yeah, he, he did a he did a workshop <laughs> yeah. for us at work, and he's got some great techniques, especially when working with your kids. Uh-huh about getting them to do what they should be doing, the little things, yes. like picking up their clothes off yeah. the floor. Making their bed. Yeah, and and what kind of techniques should you use in order to actually get some result? But he's also a lot of fun. He came to this meeting with a bunch of, like, you know, corporate nerds, we're all uh-huh. in our button downs and yeah. our slacks. He's in a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Nice. Just a dude. Nice. Just you know I'm going to like this guy. Oh, I think you're really going to love Ken Clark. Right. So he's next week on on Bad to the Dad. That'll be episode number nine. So dads, listeners, thanks for listening, and have a great week. Stay bad to the dad.